0: welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with LaRon Landis and the late Patty Fink. And they're laughing at me because I'm looking up and going, I almost said Patty when I'm looking at LaRon and and I don't have it written down who you are.
1: Uh, You nailed it. You were I did. Pretty good, did yeah.
0: I? Okay, uh, our guest is Representative Jessica Gonzalez. She is in a secret location in Washington, D.C., and can only stay with us for part of the hour because she has a president that she has to meet with later in the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing just fine up here. How are all of you doing up in Washington? Uh,
2: we're we're doing good. Just. Uh, We're doing good. Staying staying safe.
0: Staying safe and not arrested. Our governor has a warrant out for your arrest, so we won't tell
1: him exactly where you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: he doesn't have jurisdiction over here, so they really can't do anything.
1: So I was watching TV last night and on NBC and on on the, the local news started up, and it was immediately Julie Johnson. So, um, which, and she did great. So tell her big hi for us. Um, and then it was Julie again this morning on, on MSNBC. So, wow. Except when all of this, yeah. yeah, When all
0: of this started, um, and I heard, okay, the Democrats were, um, uh, were fighting voter suppression and, uh, you had filibustered and the time wore out so that nothing passed. But there's Jessica right out in front and the leader of it how did that happen
2: uh, well I mean I served as vice chair of the elections committee and so uh, you know I was in that fight um, the entire regular session uh, there wasn't only you know the omnibus elections bill I mean there was there were several other um, you know pieces of legislation um, that were you know there were voter suppression bills mm-hmm. um, you know there's one that's that the SB 1111 uh, that is now actually being litigated. Um, so there, was a, there were a number of, of, of bills that came through committee um, and, and, you know, they were trying to, uh, you know, disenfranchise people. And so, you know, the, the, the omnibus bill was the one that kind of, you know, was the, was the straw that broke the camel's back that kind of led to us breaking forum, um, you know, that, that first time. Um, but, you know, I've been very vocal on the issue, um, you know, the, during the entire regular session.
0: And there were provisions that were thrown in at the last minute. Uh, one of them would have allowed an election official to overturn the election, just because.
2: Yeah, without without evidence of voter fraud.
0: No evidence of voter fraud. I mean, it, and it could be for any reason at all. Like, oh, you didn't vote for Trump. Well, we just won't accept this election.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it just it just it really shows. Their intention, right? I mean, you know, they, that there was another provision that that was going to roll back, um, you know, uh, efforts for to polls, right? That, that you know that have been around for forever. Um, and that one, that provision was actually in 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 the, the second to the last version of the bill. So that that provision had been in there. So for Republicans to say that that one that one as well was thrown in thrown in at the eleventh hour, um, you know, I. I you know, I, I call BS on that because that provision was, was in there and, and it, the issue was raised to them by, by uh, Chair Collier um, and, you know, that, that provision remained in there. And in fact, in the Senate, they defended it. So, you know, for, you know, there afterwards, Republicans were kind of, you know, backtracking on that and saying, oh, we don't know how that provision got in there. Um, the other provision with, you know, overturning an election, that one was added in there um, that, you know, that, that last day that we're, it was going to come to the floor. Um, And so those provisions were, were, you know, are not in the new version uh, of what is now HB3, uh, SB1 in the Senate. Uh, But the the bill overall, I mean, just because those provisions were taken out, um, it still has tons of restrictions in there that just make it hard for people to vote.
3: What are some of those restrictions?
2: Without there being, well, they're they're trying to limit the voting hours. So right now that the current law says that polling locations at minimum have to stay open between 7a and 7p um there are no other restrictions saying you know the limitations other than that um and so that's that's make, just making sure that polls are open well they're trying to restrict the hours of when when a polling location can be open and and that is aimed at harris county who did 24-hour voting they right. eliminated drop boxes mm-hmm. um you know they're they're they've added more restrictions um as far as vote by mail um and and also just criminalizing um behavior for, for poll workers which is already hard for for, for us to find you know quality poll workers, um, and so you know I think that, that that's gonna you know ultimately that's going to scare people. Uh, they're gonna they're not gonna want to uh, be poll workers because they're gonna be afraid that they're gonna make a simple mistake and they're gonna become a criminal. It's it's a
1: you know, real they, concern.
2: In, it is it is you know and and they've eliminated like mens rea uh, and some of the provisions in there the, the intent requirement. You know, and so if you're going to get charged somebody with a with a with a crime, and you're eliminating, or, or you know, decreasing, you know, the, the the mental like the intention behind it, I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous.
1: And today, um, for example, a poll watcher, if if one is certified to to be present, um, they have limitations on them. they can't speak to voters, um, and interact with voters, and certainly no one can film or take photographs or use their phones. And that would release all of these poll watchers to basically be in charge of the election. The way I read it, they get to be in charge of everything. Yeah, they get to film voters voting. Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think that's that an is. infringement that that could easily be tossed out, but it would have to be litigated. Right. But at the same time, it's um, as a you know a, t- a twenty twenty five year election judge myself, this is frightening to me that this would take place in a polling location? Any of this crap, <laughs> for lack of a yeah. better word. Yeah,
2: I mean, and, and, you know, the, the provisions in there with, with uh, and, they're, you know, these are partisan poll watchers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and largely, I mean, it, it, they're letting them basically, you know, run free in a polling location, um, and, and they're allowed to, to get as close to a voter so they can hear and see
0: what you're doing. You know, and so that-, that Would, would that, the that voter have, play, have so any-
2: Somebody could play dumb.
0: Would the voter have any right to say, would you please get away from me?
2: I I mean, it it doesn't look like it. It doesn't appear so because it even limits a poll poll worker to to where they can't they can't kick these people out.
0: But if I'm standing there and this um, poll watcher is annoying me, can I call the police? Can I?
3: But even if you could, who wants to go through all that? Oh, just you
0: know. I, I'm I'm behind the the desk right now, and Patty and Loran are facing me. And Loran is saying with a straight face, "Who would want to do that? I would. In a yeah. second, I mean, if it's... they're going to annoy anybody, let them annoy me. I'll I'll have them hauled out of there and bring charges against them.
1: You know, but a lot of voters would would take so, take the intimidation. Yeah. Oh, I get that.
0: I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm asking if there's a provision in the law that allows me to call the police on one of these poll poll watchers. The judge could. There isn't. I mean,
2: there. I mean, there's nothing specifically
0: in there. But I mean, I, I'm sure a person could. Um,
2: but you know, when you think about it, it's we really want to take away resources. You know, I, I think that a, a lot of these voters who who Will be intimidated by you know by these poll watchers. Of course, so they probably will just leave and and not and not go and not go back to vote. But, I mean, think about folks that that, that don't even call the police uh, when there's criminal activity happening in their neighborhood because they're you know either you know the police may not may not be you know timely to respond um, or there's just issues there with you know um, not having I guess you know too much uh, I guess trust in 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 police right and so. Bringing that other element and I mean, I think that that, you know, are police really going to respond to a polling location where somebody's being harassed, right? I mean,
3: I, I don't I don't know if they're going to make it a priority. Right. Just got to know how familiar you are with the details of the Arizona law. Um, but that, you know, for our listeners, they had a, a, a bill um, restricting um, voting hours and a couple of other items on that. And it went all the way up to the Supreme Court and they won, unfortunately. Um, it sounds like the Texas. Um, uh, you know, proposed bill is much more draconian than the Arizona law. Do you know the differences between the two? And does that, does that concern you that they won in the Supreme court?
2: Um, I mean, I don't know specifically the provisions of the Arizona law, but it does concern me on, on, on how they rolled on it. Um, because I mean, where, where does that leave states like Texas? Right. I mean, right. when, when the courts are, are ruling this way, basically gutting out, um, you know, our, our voting rights, I mean, it's going to make it difficult, you know, for states like, you know, Texas, Arizona, Georgia, where, you know, this is a coordinated effort across the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. as a result of the big lie, you know. And so it, 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 when, when the Secretary of State testified in, in our committee and they said it over and over, even the author of the bill, um, you know, I asked them, you know, on, on the House floor when this bill came up, you know, do you agree with the Secretary of State that our elections are, are you know, secure, safe, fair? Uh, yes. So, so what problem are we trying to solve? You know, uh, this is a, I mean, this is a constitutional right that we have a fundamental right. And, and yet we're trying to restrict people of their fundamental right when there's not a problem that exists yet, yet they want, wanted to pass uh, permitless carry. And the day that it came to the floor, there's an active shooter in San Antonio, you know? And and, and so they're, they're, you know, they're, you know, we're, we're pushing this, you know, permanent carry bill. There is, this is a problem in our state. I mean, we have this mass shooting in El Paso. I mean, and so yet they want to give people access to a a gun with virtually no limitation. Yet when it comes to your voting rights, there's not a problem, but you want to create all these restrictions. It's just, just, I mean, hypocritical or, you know, it's it's ridiculous.
1: And, you know, if you listen to the national news, they always say Texas is the hardest state to vote in. And it's already difficult. And what what strikes me is that you know these these folks who who get um, an absentee ballot are going to be further restricted um, by getting that the the full loop closed, getting the ballot, um, completing the ballot, and then returning the ballot. They've just they put stop gaps in every single one of those steps to really prevent people from doing a mail-in ballot of any kind. And I don't, I, I, the, the first thing I thought of is, how many of their own voters are they screwing? <laughs>
2: right. I don't think they've really thought about that. I mean, I don't think that they really think, think too much, period. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my opinion. Well, well, I think that, uh, you know, you said, what problem are they trying to solve? And the problem is that Democrats are winning in some areas. So mm-hmm. that's seen by Republicans yeah. as being a problem that needs to be solved. The way you solve that problem is by stopping people who would be voting for Republicans from voting for Republicans, uh, for for Democrats.
1: Um, Well, in the last hundred years, we've gone from 85% rural to 15% 15 urban, and that is completely flipped. Now Mm -hmm. the state of Texas is 85% urban and 15% rural. And look at the urban areas in Texas, where the high volume population is, we're blue. Yeah, they're scared. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes, and when you can't change the electorate, you know, like, like states like Texas that are growing, you know, more and more diverse, when you can't change the people that, that live here, the voters, we're well, going to just try to change the policy to make it work for you. And that's what they're trying to do. Yeah.
1: You,
0: you know, they're objecting to uh, what you're doing. You're trying to preserve the right to vote. Obviously, your intention is to help people vote for your party but one of the things that all of these laws would do is restrict voting for everyone and Mm -hmm. allowing 24-hour voting in large cities Uh, it would be hard to staff that in smaller places and I I don't know that it's as much of a problem in a smaller city but in, in a city that goes 24 hours where you have people that work all night and can't get to the polls uh, during the day because that's when they're sleeping. Uh, Or people who are working two or three three jobs during the day Mm -hmm. and just are not free during. 24-hour voting makes a big difference. Um, The idea of overturning an election, well, Republicans have the the House, the Senate, and the uh, uh, judicial and uh, uh, executive branch, right now that won't always be true And election officials when they're democrats do republicans want democrats overturning republican wins having broader voting rights are rights that everybody has whether you're a democrat or a republican Mm -hmm. these aren't rules that would apply to democrats it may be more democrats that are taking advantage of them so republican party go out and win more votes be attractive to more people um that's the good solution as far as i'm concerned um i want to go over a couple of the other um restrictive provisions the souls to the polls you mentioned earlier and i don't know if everybody understands what that is
2: um yeah so that so that provision um, is not in the current version of the bill but um the you know one of the the last drafts of, of the bill that came that was going to come to the floor but you know we broke quorum um, basically, you know, restricted folks from being able to, to, you know, have voting happening, um, until after, I believe it was noon. Um, and so it was, it was saying you, you can't, you can't open your polling location anytime before then. I mean, and that was, that was, that's aimed at those of the polls, which, you know, uh, black churches where they organize people after, you know, after church take, you know, will all go to the, to the polls to go vote. Uh, and so, I mean, that was a clear, I mean, that that was pretty clear on, on what that was aimed at. And, you know, and I think, you know, Senator Keys had said something, he justified it by saying something like, oh, well, 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 we added that because, you know, poor workers want to go to church too. I
1: mean, come on. Well, stop. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> wow. When I was growing up, there yeah, was a kid it, across it, the street from us that taught us how to play baseball. And it turned out that I would hit the ball between, in those days, when I was five, I hit the ball between pitcher's mound and second base, and he said, "Well, if you hit the ball there, you're out." You know that's exactly that's exactly what the Republicans are doing. It's like, oh, if you vote right then, then you can't vote then. You know that's when you vote, yeah. You can't vote then. It's it's nuts.
0: Well, Um, but the other thing is there are lots and lots of conservative people of all races. It's not saying if you go to the polls, you have to vote for a Democrat. It's protecting the right for everybody to vote and to vote for the way they want to vote. If more of them are Democrats, or more of them are Republicans, that's who wins the election. The restriction I'd like to see is mandatory voting like they do in Australia. And there are several countries that have yeah. mandatory voting. If you don't vote in Australia, you're sent a, a fine. Unless you have an excuse, if you were in the hospital, if you were out of the country, uh, there are one or two other provisions. Uh, but if you were if you were sick and could not get to the poll, that would be excused. absentee non voting. <laughs> well, it would be <laughs> so, so But everybody is required to vote, and they get about ninety percent uh, voting. That's what I'd like to see. I don't think yeah. I think voting's a responsibility. I don't get to choose whether or not I go on jury duty. It, it's Chosen for me. I don't get to choose whether I pay my taxes. I pay my taxes. You have to yeah. do that. You have to vote. It's a responsibility. Our country doesn't work very well unless people vote. I want to talk a little bit about. Well, um, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say that. That I mean, but that's 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 what they don't want, right? I mean, you know, it, we, we've seen the Republican Party move further and further to the right, and I think that you know by doing that. Um, it's really turned off, you know, some of the, you know, Republicans, especially like moderate Republicans. We saw that we saw that with the with the you know presidential election recently. Um, you know, and so it, it's 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 like you said, David, I mean, this is not a Republican or Democrat issue. I mean, it's this is about everyone having an opportunity to participate in our demo, in our democracy. And I don't I just don't understand why they want to politicize it. Because that's not, that's not what this fight is about. Just like you said.
1: Well, I think they have a shrinking electorate. So that's why. Yeah,
0: we should be giving everybody more opportunities to vote. We need to take a quick break. We're talking to Jessica Gonzalez. She is uh, a representative from Oak Cliff, and your district is kind of North Oak Cliff into Grand Prairie and a little bit into Irving, right? Yes, a
2: little bit gerrymandered. (laughs)
1: You think? Just a little bit.
0: I don't know why, because the districts around you are all Democratic, too. So there's no reason to gerrymander you. No. But they did. Exactly. Um, We'll be back with a little bit more with Jessica right after this break.
1: This is Rollins Gellin, and I'm listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3. And darn glad to be doing it.
0: And this is Lambda Weekly, I'm Dave Taffet, and we're talking to uh, Jessica Gonzalez. <clears throat> Jessica, it was reported this morning that three of the Democrats who are in Washington with you were uh, tested and have contracted COVID. How are they doing?
2: Um, you know, they're they're isolated um, in their rooms, and I think just trying to
0: get some rest and just try to, to stay safe. And they've been vaccinated, haven't they? Yes, we've all been vaccinated. Were they vaccinated, like, at the last minute in order to get on the plane, or? or not you... not
2: my understanding.
0: Okay. Uh, the, the, um, yeah. I mean, I
2: believe that, yeah, no, I mean, I believe that, that you know, once the, the vaccines became available, that, you know, you know, everybody got vaccinated. Um, I don't know when the timeline of when they got
0: vaccinated. Hmm. Um, And the only reason I'm asking is, was it last minute? Because it takes a few weeks for you to build up the antibodies. Um, now, four Democrats did not travel with you and are still in Austin. Was there a reason that they did, that they decided not to participate in the walkout?
2: Um, it, I mean, that's a, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure about the details of that, but, you know, I, I believe that those are some of those are the same folks that stayed behind the first time we broke quorum as well.
0: Okay oh, so oh okay so um you think they're just not with you on the issue at least to the full extent Yes okay uh and I'm not asking for names I'm not trying to embarrass anybody or her uh, I'm just wondering uh what was going on in order to not um break quorum or what what is quorum in the Texas house <clears throat>
2: Um, well, that you have to have a certain amount of members um, that check in, right? That press the little button that we have on our desk um, in order for for, the, for us to be able to conduct business. Um, and so that the it the so fifty there has to be at least fifty one of us that are not present. Um, and so, and if you so don't it's a two thirds majority. That many people. Yeah, two thirds majority.
0: Okay. okay. Um, and
2: If they don't, you don't have a two thirds majority. Then the you can't. I mean, you can't vote on bills. You can't do anything, but pretty much stops everything. Can't have committee hearings um, until there is quorum.
0: Okay. So really no business is going on whatsoever?
2: Yes. I mean, I I saw that there were several committees that um, canceled their hearings um, after they realized that after Tuesday, when there was not a quorum present on the House floor.
1: And, you know, so many people, I'm sorry.
3: No, i was just going to say, how, how long can this drag out before it's end and like, okay, we can't pass this bill, this special session is over with?
2: Well, I mean, the governor already, has already said that he'll call a session, special session after special session, uh, which I believe that he can call up to 17. Oh, wow. That basically puts us, leads us right into the next regular session.
0: Oh, 17 of them and that odd number because that's the number of months there are between the end of the main session and the next
1: session. Huh? Wow. So you guys are actually They called it for 30 days. Right, right for 30, 30 days. days. Right. Um, so you guys went to to DC, you've gone to the hill. Um, you've you've spoken with um, the vice president and um, I, I assume you're going to be able to see the president maybe at some point. Um, She's going to see him right after our show. Right after our show. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, so, so the For the People Act and the John the John Lewis um, um, Voting Rights Act. Um, what are our chances there? What do you see as you coming to D.C. while Amy Klobuchar is out in the in the states talking to them, bringing the issue to them? In, um, in Georgia today um, what's the strategy there how are you doing
2: I mean you know a lot of it is this <clears throat> you know a, a elevating the, the, the narrative right the discussion um, you know like you mentioned that you saw you know Julie on TV I mean I think it's great that there's so many Texas legisl- Democrat le- legislators that have you know that are getting in the national news because people need to know what's happening in Texas I mean and, and this is a, like I said, a coordinated effort um, it's not it's not just Texas and so really, a lot of these conversations, you know, um, are bringing that to their attention, the urgency, um, you know, the, the attack on, on our voting rights in, in Texas and Republicans using their, their majority um, to, to, to force bad policies um, that, that will harm Texans. And so, you know, I think that, you know, that I was part of the group that came uh, to D.C. probably about a month ago, uh, and we were able to meet with, with Vice President um, Harris as well and um, I was one of the, the members who met with uh, with Manchin um, and that was the last time that I was here um, and so and like you said Klobuchar I mean we're, we're seeing some you know we're seeing folks that in the past they they don't they're not they weren't they're not concerned about what's happening in Texas but now they're invested now they're we have their attention and they're and they're talking about these issues you know um, some folks met with, uh, with Senator Blumenthal um, this past week and and, uh, uh, you know, after Biden, after the president's speech, um, you know, basically, you know, calling on Congress, um, as a result, he, you know, he's chair of the, the subcommittee on the Constitution, and he held a hearing on, you know, where we are right now with Voting Rights, Voting Rights Act. So basically where we are after uh, the Shelby County and in this last case that the Supreme Court ruled on, um, as far as reinstating, you know, like, for example, Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, um, and I... He invited some of us to, to, to go, and I was one of the one of the members who sat in on the hearing. Um, and you know, uh, uh, Klobuchar is one of the members on the, on that committee, and she was asking questions specifically about HB three, which I think is great, right? And so that's that's progress, that's moving the ball forward. I mean, whether it's the John Lewis Voting Rights Act or for the People Act, I mean, whatever the final language of of what what this what a bill would be, we just we just need federal legislation that's going to protect states like Texas
1: yes yes we do mm-hmm. so can you can you like corner um <coughs> kirsten cinema in a back room somewhere and just <laughs>
0: and just talk to her lesbian to lesbian
1: exactly <laughs> all right well i think she is she
2: bisexual she's yes. bisexual she yes. is. or
0: is she lesbian. i oh, don't know
2: she is bi no we i haven't had an opportunity to meet to meet with her but um you know it's it's it's, it, it, it's you know we saw republicans um, you know, during the Trump administration, you know, uh, use right limit the filibuster to their convenience. They did it to pack the courts. They did it to give uh, corporations tax breaks. And so I don't. So if in this in this way, if you know, they limit the filibuster here, it's doing it for the right reason, right? We're doing it for voting rights. Um, we're not doing it to take to, to give tax breaks uh, mm-hmm. or pack the courts uh, to our favor. So I, I, I it's it's beyond me. I mean, uh, why why they they aren't willing to do a carve out as of, as of now, at least. Um, but uh, those conversations are still happening, um, I think, on on their end. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that you know they can make an exception, or they're willing to make an exception, or have a carve out of some sort um, to
0: get something passed.
1: Mm-hmm. And, great. It's like one way to save us.
0: And, and meanwhile, the Texas legislature yeah. has fixed the power grid, right? <laughs> <laughs> then there's that, you know. <laughs> I, I'm just he asking not on the
2: governor's call the, out of out of all the items that he put on the on the call for the special session. The power grid was not them.
0: You but, know, there was an interesting piece uh, that I read this morning. Energy Transfer, which is based here in Dallas, made more money during uh, the, the loss of the power grid uh, than any other company. And they just made a million dollar donation to Greg Abbott. Wow. Ooh. Largest oh, donation. Shocker.
1: Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, so. And the NAACP and some other civil rights leaders were going to have a, a, a press conference um, in East Texas um, earlier in the week. And just as they were getting ready to start, the power went out. So that was just a grand statement mm. on the whole thing, <laughs> the whole situation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. It couldn't have gone out on a better uh, grade. Now, now, I'm not going to ask you where you're staying, but I am going to ask. Because the Texas legislature or legislators make so much money as legislators,
2: how are you <laughs> affording
0: this? um
2: the, the, Our caucus, HDC, has has been paying for for our hotel and and paid for our travel here.
0: So you are getting some and assistance. So that, um, yes,
2: yes, it's it's paid for through HDC, the House Democratic Caucus, and it's being paid for through you know donations that have been given to our caucus.
1: Oh, so we can we can continue that um, as a way to help.
2: Yes, yes. Um, because I mean, we don't know how long we're going to have to stay. I mean, we know at least like the, the session ends. I think August seventh. Um, but again, you know, the governor has already has said that he'll he'll call another special session. Um, uh, you know, one after another, if if he has to. But you know, I as far as there being, you know, I would think that there would you know, at least there'd be some kind of conversations, right? Um, You know, can there be a solution? Can there be, you know, some kind of middle ground? Uh, You know, this thing has been so politicized that I'm not sure that we can, or we will.
0: Hmm. Are are some discussions going on behind the scenes? Not that, I mean, not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of, and you're one of the Uh, leaders of the uh, anti-voter suppression movement. So... Huh. Well, it's discouraging. Yeah, it is. Um, Proud of what that. you're doing for us, maybe.
1: but. Well, definitely okay. keep it up, and and um, if our listeners are so inclined, that's one way to to support you. Are, are there are there going to be any um, like nationwide um, calls to action, like uh, rallies and fa- and supporting voting rights, like on Saturday at noon? everybody in the country, go to your central government place in your city and rally around voting rights. Anything like that planned? Or- you want to organize that, Patty? <laughs> I knew that's what happened. It's like, <laughs> you know, you bring it up, you're assigned it. So um, I'm, I will see what I can do. Yes. Because <laughs> I think that would be great if we could do it across the country in support. No, and yeah, have a- I agree. have the whole nation at the same time say, this is freaking important, people. Right. You know? Right.
0: I know Jessica yeah. has to go. I want to thank you for being um, on with us, and good luck with what you're doing. Thank you and so much. We're yes. going to take the rest of the show to talk behind your back. <laughs> but it's good stuff.
1: <laughs> Ignore David. Oh, yeah.
0: So I, have near, I mean, uh I I, listen. What? I, I I'm going to listen to you now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, I,
2: I still have a... I, I still have a little bit more time Oh, okay, so, okay. then we'll time. take you
0: till till yeah, the yeah. next break okay um, so what are you doing with your time while you're in Washington I know you're you've met with some elected officials what are you doing with yourself are you spending some time doing some sightseeing and just hoping that Greg Abbott doesn't come and arrest you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're
2: safe we're, we're, we're safe here in DC so um, I'd like to see him try to arrest I'm here in DC, but, um, no, I haven't done any sightseeing. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure some folks, some folks have, um, I've been kind of catching up on some sleep, um, <laughs> working, playing, uh, working on a, a new Lego Lego set. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that was um,
0: you have the rainbow Lego um, set. It,
2: I do. I have two of them. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh wow. Two of them. I have,
2: I have I have one to keep in Austin and one to keep back at home in doubt oh, nice.
0: um
2: but but you know this next week we're there's a we're having a voting rights uh conference there's gonna be several experts and leaders on voting rights that are gonna come um and you know just to because not everybody here is you know an an expert on voting rights i mean you know some folks have never even you know had never you know had never in the past um you know, maybe they just weren't on elections committee or, or, you know, what have you. And so this is an opportunity for folks to just become more familiar with elections law, um, and, you know, things of that nature. It's my understanding that like folks like Dolores Huerta is going to, is going to be one of our presenters here. Awesome. Um, Some secretaries of state. Yeah. Some secretaries of state, um, from around the, 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 the country that, um, have, you know, have dealt with similar attempts in their state, um, with you know voting restrictions over there, and so um, you know, kind of just talk, they're going to come talk to us uh, about their experience and just you know things like that. Um, so that should be this this entire next week, I believe. So, but we've been pretty they've been keeping us pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the this since we've since we've gotten here. You
3: know, I, oh, go ahead. I, I know. Um, you know, obviously, Greg Abbott or no one can arrest you all while you're out of state. But in all seriousness. What are the chances do you think uh, um, that you all could be arrested when you when whenever you do come back to Texas? Um, because I've have seen conflicting things. Of course, Greg Abbott is saying he's going to arrest you all on the spot, but then I, s- I saw something where there's a constitutional Texas constitutional amendment that protects
2: you all. Yeah, um, you know, I, I know that the speaker had had, had mentioned um, something about you know they would issue like oh, like warrants um, if necessary to secure quorum. But the thing is, it's, okay, so like session ends, um, it's for every 30 days, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
2: it ends on August 7th, we run out the clock on August 7th. Now, let's say he calls another special session after that. Well, they would still have to, they would still have to have a quorum to begin another special session to open it up to, when we gavel in. Um, and if there's not quorum present for that, they, they, they can't issue, a call the house that would then, right, for them to secure a quorum, which is what is happening right now. It, it, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does.
1: Well, so you well, just should rent an apartment, so, you know, in DC instead of paying hotel rates.
0: Well, the other, thing, the other thing—the other thing—is when they say arrested, they mean arrested and brought to the Capitol, not and arrested the- and brought to jail, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the last time this yeah. happened, it was like in two thousand and three, the Democrats fled and went to Ardmore, Oklahoma. <laughs> I went up with them, uh, and uh, and met with a bunch of them for a day, um, but they just had to run out the session. And Rick Perry was governor; he was a new governor at the time, it wasn't real effective, and. Didn't keep calling special sessions. I think the issue was um, gerrymandering that was going on, which happened it, anyway. It was a
2: redistricting. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right, and uh, but they were talking about what they what arresting would actually mean, and arresting meant they were gonna they were planning on setting up cots in the Capitol and not letting anybody out of the Capitol, or not letting the Democrats out of the Capitol. So. Yeah,
2: I mean, even even right right before um, leading up to when we when we left um, Texas, we were hearing that uh, Republicans were you know were being alerted or they were being advised to take an extra set an extra set of clothes with them to the Capitol because they were going to do a call in the House to to keep to keep Quorum if we were to show up that day. So they were planning on on basically locking us into the locking us in the Capitol. To push this legislation
0: through, well, wow. so even locking their own members so like, in.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And so they were telling them, bring an extra set of clothes because um, huh. they were going to, you know, keep us there until they got this voting bill. I, I guess, but the voting bill and maybe the Bell bill um, passed. And so, so again, right? That just that showed like that they were willing to go to all, you know, extents to 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 get to push their policies to steal elections.
1: Mm-hmm. So interesting um so so one of the things i i've been hearing in social media is that you know people are going oh they ran they fled you were using the rules of the texas house correct to to break quorum
0: yes rule, yes the rules that are voted on by both republicans and democrats and they have the majority so, so nothing that they didn't want got in there
1: so can we call yeah, mcconnell mean, a coward you know i mean like if he's using the rules You know, like like they don't have a problem with that, but they have a problem with you guys using the rules? Eh, A little weird. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's how how it works in the Texas legislature, apparently. Oh, wow,
0: yeah, it is. It's so frustrating knowing that the governor can call 17 additional special sessions, or it can call up to 17, so I guess 16 more, um and can just keep this nonsense going on um he's the one who was concerned yeah. about the cost and wasn't going to pay anybody um has he cut off everybody's salary
2: um that that will begin um well he vetoed article 10 of the, in the in the budget which basically defunds the entire legislative branch um but it also it's not only just like our, i mean it's our staffers who that really affects of course, say, of course,
0: of I course. Mean, that's who I'm worried about.
2: Refs, I mean, we're, we're pretty much volunteers. Uh, but that, that'll that start at the beginning of September. But it not only affects them, I mean, it also affects the, the Legislative Budget Board, and alleged council, who, they're the ones that draft all of our legislation. Um, and so it's not, I mean, it's kind of, a, it's broader than that. Um, and so, you know, whether that's constitutional, whether it was constitutional for him to do that, I guess we'll have to wait and see, um, see what the court says. Um, but that, as of now, um, everything
0: is funded. The, the new fiscal year doesn't start until September one. That's right. Um, has that ever been done before? I don't
2: think. I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Okay. But but you know, like I mean, the 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 dangerous part is that you know, depending on how the the the, the courts rule on it. Is that, okay, so if they rule in his favor, and they say, okay, it's constitutional for him to, you know, defund an entire legislative branch. So what's going to happen? They're creating bad precedent. I mean, what's going to happen if, if a bill that he signed into law is being challenged in court, and they overturn it, saying that it's, you know, unconst- is he going to turn around and defund the, 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 the courts, the judicial bank branching? I mean, right. if, if, if they if that's that's them creating a you know
1: dangerous precedent if, if they rule in his favor and say it's constitutional. And just and the other flip side of it is a Democratic governor and a Republican legislature. You know, I mean, if it's yeah. constitutional to do that, I guess the Democratic governor could do that right back at him.
0: Sure, all of this has nothing to do with party. It has to do with whether or not.
1: It's about to do it right now. This is all transactional stuff. This oh, is all cu- right
0: now. Of course it is, but for, I'm talking about when a court rules on it, they have to rule knowing that it could be exactly the opposite later on, and if one's gonna get nasty, then it's just gonna go up another notch with the next one. Yep. And you can't let that go on like that because we have no functioning government statewide right now. Jessica, we need to take a break. Yeah. I-, I wanna thank you for being with us.
1: Yes, thank yeah, you course. so much thank and you. big hellos to everybody up there, especially our Dallas delegation. Uh, very proud of all of you um, standing up for us and uh, hopefully we'll we'll together make it all happen um, for a win. Yes, hopefully. we'll talk to you, we'll, you soon. We're,
2: we're willing to fight as long as, it, as long as it takes
0: good we, oh. we will talk to you soon and we have a few more minutes of land <sighs> weekly right after this break. Thanks, Jess. all
1: right. Hi, this is Valetta Lill and
0: I listen to Lambda Weekly. I hope that you will too. And welcome back to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Ron Landis and the late Patty Fink. And we were talking to Jessica Gonzalez. She's a uh, state rep from here in Dallas and is up in Washington with most of the Democratic delegation. I think it's interesting that four Democrats decided not to break quorum. I didn't realize that they hadn't had really broken quorum originally. I didn't either. I didn't
1: either. I didn't realize they were the same ones.
3: Yeah. Um, how do you all see this ending? I mean, if he's, if he's really declaring that he's going to call a special session every
0: 30 days, no matter what... To get it passed. I mean, Um, I think Greg Abbott is running for president, first of all. Right. So this has nothing to do with voting rights. It has nothing to do with anything other than proving that he's the successor to Trump in the Republican Party.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And he wants it to be a pissing contest. No. But, you know, we can bring a pissing contest to him. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be perfectly fine. That's uh, why I'm saying, rent an apartment in D.C., stay. Yeah,
0: I think yeah. he is so frustrated that he can't actually arrest them, that he has that power in the state, but he doesn't have that power when it gets outside the state. I think he's as frustrated as can be with it, and he's just going to keep
1: calling special sessions. Well, the, the, the Texas Speaker of the House sent his own private plane up to Dulles, airport and said anybody any Texans who want to get get on that and come home now, you can do that and it's still sitting up there empty mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody's taken him up on his offer mm-hmm. so you know, I think they're unified in in this quorum break which is perfectly legal in the rules, it's something Republicans do it's something Democrats do they follow the rules they passed mm-hmm. Yep, and they use them to their benefit and they're just using these these rules to their benefit; they're just winning yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I think as long as it takes, you know, they may they may stay it. the mean in the meantime, mm-hmm. we do have um, a lobbying effort in a very significant way happening in D.C. with the United States Senate because the both of the bills, the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, have passed the House handily. Um, so
0: they just can't get it past the Senate right now, right? Right. With a couple of votes on the Democratic side not favoring it.
1: Right. They're wanting to hang on to the filibuster. So, um, and I, you know, McConnell changed the rules, and I guess uh, Harry Reid did too, to do a carve-out, as Jessica was talking about, uh, doing a carve-out for um, judicial nominations. Mm-hmm. And they did that, so it only takes 51, a um, simple majority, to to forward on and advance a nominee for the judiciary in the United States. So, you know, federal judges and, and such. So... You know, they want to do a carve out for voting rights and somebody had suggested that anything having to do with one's constitutional rights should be a carve out. We shouldn't subject that to a two-thirds majority. I like that, yeah. Um, And that way, you know, all of those things would apply. So, Um, maybe they'll do that. Maybe it'll happen. You know, because it's a a three-way standoff. (laughs) It's Manchin-Cinema versus the Texas House Democrats versus abbott and the republicans in texas right right Mm -hmm. um i'm just wondering how long this can go
0: on and how long they can afford to keep going yeah because it's how many democrats that are up there 50 51 maybe more i think it's a little bit more than that yeah because it's only four democrats that are not participating in this right so that's 30 hotel rooms if they're doubling up Probably for the foreseen future.
3: Hopefully they have some friends or family or some other connections in the D.C. area that they can just kind of go shack up with for a while.
1: Well, there have been calls and people have responded to donate to the House caucus Mm -hmm. and the Democratic House caucus. And so people have been donating Um, and it's to it's to keep them afloat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that you
0: said, Patty, um, Texas is rated last in uh, voter rights and access to the polls. I've never thought de- Texas was difficult to vote in, and in fact, compared to some states, I think it's actually easier. Uh, not every state has early voting, for example.
1: Correct. Correct. But they also have, you can register on the same day.
0: R- okay. Mm-hmm. And... Right, register and, exactly and vote in the same day. Yeah. yeah, right. And I'm all for that. Like I said, because I think voting, uh, this registering for voting. Why do I need this special registration? I don't have to register for jury duty. I don't have to register I, I, to I, pay taxes. I totally taxes. agree with that. I've never understood. that. Why don't they know who I am? Right. All of a sudden, when it comes to voting, so right. that I agree with. But very few states, no state has what I'm talking about. Registering to vote the same day is different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking
1: about why do you have to register to vote? Well, and they're, they're they of states, VR. there are a couple of states who are doing that. It's Like you're registered, this um, it, you're automatically registered. You, you move into a
0: new property and you declare it your primary property.
1: That's that's a tantamount to to voting to registering to vote should be. Well, it's part of the origin of voting rights in the in the, in this country is being a property owner. <laughs> I don't
0: mean property owner. I mean you move into a new apartment and you say, this is my primary residence. I mean that way you can't vote from home and vote from your lake house as well. I'm talking about if that's your primary residence, why do you have to go out of your way to register? You don't have to go out of your way to register for the IRS. They know I moved this week. Right. I mean, I guarantee they know I move. I don't have to re-register to pay my taxes. My tax form will come. I guarantee it without doing anything with IRS. Or
3: if if, if you uh, if you're supposed to change your um, driver's license when you relocate, mm-hmm. they know automatically that. Yeah. I think but not. Everybody has
0: a driver's license. Or oh, all true, true. Everybody, IRS knows where everybody is. That's a good point. You don't have to register anything to get on the jury duty polls. Rolls, They'll find you.
1: They will find you. I guarantee they're going to find you. Um, You know who can really find you? Your college alumni association.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know who can really find you? The car warranty people. (laughs) Even if you don't drive. The car warranty people. My daughter's 12 years old. And, and she, gets, she, and she, gets, and she gets car warranty calls. <laughs> so, yeah, there's all kinds of ways they'll find you.
1: Have you explained to her what a car warranty is? Yes,
3: I've had to. It's like, well, why do I keep getting like that? Just block it on him.
0: Block it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um,
3: other news. The Olympics are coming up. The Olympics start this coming Friday. Um, I'm really excited. Um, we don't talk about sports I'm a whole lot on this um, we talk about sports all the time. Not a lot. All the time. But <laughs> this pertains to us also because this year there's a record um, number of openly LGBT um, athletes participating.
1: So It increases every, it increases every two every years year. when they do the winter, summer, winter, summer. Mm-hmm. This one's actually a one-off instead of a one off
3: because it was supposed to be it's last year. supposed to be, be in 2020, mm-hmm. so... This is, these are all the 2020 Olympics. Um, right. <laughs> so do you have who we should be watching for? Um, I just have numbers. Um, there's 142 publicly LGBT athletes participating. 142. 142. Not just from America, from all around oh, the world. Oh, from around the world. Okay. Um, however, most of them are from America. Um, let's see here. But there is one standout. This year, there's the first ever trans athlete participating. She is from New Zealand, and um, her name is Laurel Hubbard, and she she's participating. I'm a little surprised in this category. She's participating in a weightlifting category. Interesting. But, um, you know, she did meet all the, um, the Olympic Committee requirements, and they are um, the requirements stipulate that the athlete must declare her gender identity is female and can't change that status for sports purposes, at least for four years. And the athlete's testosterone level must be below 10 nan- nanomoles per liter. And that rule was impulated as far as testing testosterone um, in 2018. Now, the flip side is that rule has kind of hurt some cisgender female athletes. There's two female athletes from Africa who, again, they're cisgendered. They are, They've been banned. They can't compete because they have naturally high testosterone. Hmm. So that's I. Yeah. It's. it's, it's it, I don't. I think there was an unintended co- consequence, but it is hurting some of um, our cisgender uh, athletes.
1: I read Very an article about Laurel Hubbard, um, and she had broken her arm mm. some years ago, and they thought she wouldn't be able to compete in twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty got you know became twenty twenty one and um so she had recovered and yeah gotten her strength back and and such so uh, you know i hope she does fairly really well right um and kind of dispels a lot of this mythology that the right wing is has borne about trans athletes especially while states like texas are considering you know a, banning trans athletes right. exactly from exactly high school sports um, yeah.
3: Now you, you you asked, were there any um, athletes that we should be watching for? Mm-hmm. Well, the the one that's been in the news for the past weeks is Shakari Richardson, who failed a marijuana drug test, so she's not be she she won't be able to compete. But they, when you know, she initially won in the trials. It's been listed that she was part of the LGBT family, that she had a girlfriend. Really, I mm-hmm. hadn't seen anything else about that, so I don't know if that's accurate or not.
0: Um, I heard her described as lgbt and hadn't heard her yeah i had heard i haven't that or,
3: yeah i haven't heard her say anything you know. about it
0: so right. i don't know right what i do like about her was when she was disqualified she was so gracious about it she was just she,
1: she has she was. i own my it. admiration yeah, she owned it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, she's a carter high school graduate yeah yeah locally here in dallas but the
3: complicated things are now all these homophobic tweets that have come up that she posted. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And
0: so, again, the whole thing is just kind of complicated. (laughs) Well, maybe we need to have her on the show and let her explain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Is she still living in Dallas? I assume so. I hadn't heard her different. Yeah. I
1: don't know at all. I don't know. But I think one definitely to watch, and I don't believe she's family in terms of being queer, but is Simone Biles. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, she's amazing. Amazing. Just beyond amazing. And, you know, th- some years ago they said, oh, she's the next Usain Bolt or whatever. And she's, she said, I'm not the next Usain Bolt. I'm the first Simone Biles. I love uh-huh. that. It's like, get it, people. I don't have to be compared to men right, right. to mm-hmm. be on my own. But she's been doing this routine that includes um, a maneuver that is the most difficult that's ever been attempted by any gymnast. And they score it down in a low difficulty in order to co- discourage people from trying it. Right, she's penalized for it. Yeah, essentially, she's penalized because she can do it, and they right. would they lowballed it because they don't want people to do it because it's dangerous. Right, but she's mastered it over and over and right. over uh, in competition, right. and I hope that they give her due if she does it in the in her performance in um, Tokyo, right? Because she deserves every every bit of that very difficult high score. So, yeah, you yeah, know, I agree. Like, give her, give her what she's, give her what she's worth. Right. You
3: know? Now, are they changing that in the Olympics? Are I don't they, know. Yeah, I, 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 knew to- I knew during the, uh, you know, the the national com- the competition, they scored her low for that. She still won, but still, yeah, um, that, that's not fair.
1: It's not fair. If she's doing the most difficult thing. Why would she, right? You know, not be. You know, yeah, she, scored in such a way that recognizes that because it's amazing it. to watch. That, that's how
3: gymnastics is is judged. How you're scored, the level of difficulty in the whatever it is you're performing, and how well you do against how, that right. those,
1: those criteria. Mm-hmm. I just have to say, David's <laughs> David's just taking his phone, and the font is just giant. It is. <laughs> he has a giant, <laughs> giant font on his phone. It's as big as a goes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, he does have his readers on. He does.
1: He does. Yeah. So,
0: but I don't always have them with me. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay.
1: It's, um, it's like we're high. At a, it takes up the whole screen. We're
0: out of time. <laughs> the next show needs to load in. We need to load out. Uh, for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a good week.